Blog Talk Radio. The headlights are a cut in the fog on a midnight highway. And 18 wheels are a driving through the dawn. There's a Blue Ridge Mountain sunrise filling the mirror. Ashtrays full, the coffee's almost gone And the truckers heading west to Colorado Passing the miles with his friends on the CB coast And tonight the truck stops somewhere out in nowhere And tomorrow's the wind and the open road They were killed by 
radical Islamists. Um, in, in talking about that, CNN's Christina Amanpour, which is one of their European correspondents, called the terrorist activist. You know, an activist is somebody that picks up a sign and, and, and marches in a parade. A terrorist is somebody that kills all people. And an idiot is Christina Amanpour for not knowing the difference. Um, for some reason, or reasons, whatever, people are reluctant to call these people what they are. They are radical Islamic terrorists. They use Islam as an excuse to Anyway, um, there were, I believe, three attackers at the Charlie Hebdo. Um, newspaper on Wednesday, they killed 12 people, uh, including one visitor and two policemen outside. Um, the next day, there was an attack on a printing company uh, up by Charles de Gaulle Airport up on the northeast side of Paris. And on Friday, there was a hostage situation at a Jewish grocery, and four people were killed there. So we're looking at things in the last in, in three days here. Anyway, that is the very short of what happened. Now, the world has come together after that. Today, there was a, uh, a rally, a march in Paris, and an estimated million and a half people showed up. Uh, leaders of over 50 countries showed up. Now, let me tell you that golfing in, around Paris is pretty bad this time of year because it's wintertime. So obviously, there was no reason for Barack Obama to show up. Uh, John Kerry, who is one of the wimpiest characters I have ever heard of, he didn't show up. The United States was... Um, represented by our ambassador to France, Janet Hartley. She was the one that represented the United States. Now, you know, Benjamin Netanyahu was there. Uh, David Cameron was there from Great Britain. Uh, you know, the German Chancellor, Chancellor Adria Merkel was there. People from all over the world. Leaders from all over the world were at this rally. Except leaders from probably two of the biggest, you know, nations on earth as far as political power, and that would be Russia and the United States. I don't believe, and I didn't see it, I'll have I may have to be corrected on this, but I do not believe Russia sent a representative either. You know, the world superpowers and China, I don't think China did. They they may have and I didn't look at the list and I apologize for that. I know with certainty that the United States was represented by our ambassador to France. And and really, with something of this importance, an ambassador just doesn't cut it. It should have been somebody from the administration, the vice president or the president of the United States. At least, at the very least, the vice president. Not the secretary of state. The vice president or the president should have picked up. You know, 
our, our president doesn't like to talk about the bad things that Muslims do. And that's because he, he, he was raised Muslim, he's sympathetic to Muslims, and I believe that this falls in line with um, some of his philosophy. He's very reluctant to talk about terrorist attacks and call them what they are, terrorist attacks. You know, the, the, the shooting at Fort Hood by the Islamic radical U.S. Army major, um, the Obama administration declared that workplace violence. Although it was proven that this Army major had radical Islamic leanings. Still, the administration only called it workplace violence. But I'll tell you what, you know, if, if a, a right-wing radical Christian went in and shot up someplace, they would call it terrorism. It wouldn't be workplace violence. It would be terrorism. Not have the president or the vice president of the United States go to Paris and show solidarity. Uh, that was an insult. That was That's an insult to the dead. It's not only an insult to France. France will get over it. They've been insulted before. But it's an insult to the dead. The innocent people who were killed by Islamic radical terrorists. Okay, anyway, Lou, that's the show for today, I guess. Okay. <clears throat> I know we've been through things of that nature, and it was rough on us, and my heart goes out to everyone in Europe that's going through all this mess. I don't know why they're so afraid to call a spade a spade. It is what it is. They are terrorists, pure and simple. And why nobody's ever been able to figure out. I quit trying a long time ago on their why because their reasoning does not make sense. Their reasoning is so full of holes that there is no reasoning as far as I'm concerned. You know, Lou, um, after the uh, September 11th of 2001 attack, the United States received support from virtually every country on the planet. Everybody was in solidarity with the United States. And, and for the United States not to show official solidarity with, it's, it's worse than an insult. Well, okay, your turn. I don't know, I'm having a hard time with all of it because I keep having the flashback to September 11th. And what we Yeah, I understand through. that. I understand that. This is a different situation. It's it's basically I'm, the same it's basically the same people who precipitated both attacks, but we're, we're talking about two separate situations. Um, yeah, I understand. I just can't very, wrap myself around it. At, at the very least, the September 11th attacks were basically 
an attack on our financial system, our capitalist system of government, you know, our, our capitalist economy. That's what that, that that is the whole thing about the September 11th attack. The attacks on Charlie Hebdo were an attack on all of us that believe in the freedom of the press and freedom of speech. And and that's what really irks the hell out of me is that Barack Obama cannot see that. Which leads me then to believe that Barack Obama and the administration do not hold freedom of speech in high regard. No, they don't. They've proven that more than once. Yeah, I, I'll tell you what, you know, the next election cannot come around soon enough for me and a whole lot of millions of other people in this country. I think in November 2016, whoever gets elected will be better than Barack Obama. Yeah. And and I hate to say it, but even Hillary Clinton or Elizabeth Warren, because you know what? At least we know where they're coming from. Thing, you know, fear of the unknown. And it's just like last night, I, I got into, well, I didn't get into an argument. But, you know, when you make a statement and a person says something so unbelievable that you just say, okay, I'm I'm not going to respond. You know, a friend of mine and and a couple of other people were having a a little conversation about how Americans were godless. And I said, no. They elevated a man to God status. And when that man, you know, when that God turned out to be a man, they are in the process of getting rid of him and going to the next person that they will elevate the God status. And this woman come back to me and she said, clearly you do not understand the written word of God. These people are godless. And I was, I put back, you know, I understand false God. And that should have been enough of a clue to her to understand liberals and Democrats elevating a man, Barack Obama, to the status of a God. And when he fell short of their expectations, they quickly got rid of him, and they're going to the next one now. That's their God. Not with a capital G, but with a small G. And this woman, you know, is trying to tell me that I do not understand the written word of God. And I thought, okay, lady, I'm not even going to bother you. You know, and 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 then I did a little research into this particular woman, and she has the habit of calling anybody that disagrees with her a bunch of godless heathens. You know, in other words, she's the only one that understands the interpretation of the Bible. Nobody else understands it but her. Those kind of people, you, you see. Here's the danger in that book. When when a person firmly believes that they are the only one that understands and can interpret the word of God, they will do whatever they believe their God is telling them to do. 
their God says to behead heathens, you know, anybody that's not Muslim, then that's what they're going to do. There is no difference between her and the terrorists because they have bastardized and misinterpreted the written word. One misinterprets the Quran, the other one misinterprets the Bible, but they are of the same cloth. They believe they understand the word of God more than you and I. We don't understand. They do. That's dangerous. People like that are dangerous. Because they will find something in there and it will spur them to action. Now, we have the same thing in Christianity during the during the Inquisition years, this is this is our religion, and everybody else are heathens to be, you know, uh, to be discarded or to kill. And actually, the, the, the crusade, you know, the Christians against the Muslim world, um, where the Crusaders thought they were the soldiers of of God, of the Bible God, the biblical God. Like I said, people like that are dangerous. Yes, they are very dangerous. But there's nothing that we can do about them, unfortunately. Well, like I said, I I didn't want to engage her in further conversation, but I did look through the timeline a little bit, and I noticed where other people um, accused her of of being hatred, of, of hatred, uh, towards everybody else and all of this, and uh, I saw what she said, and I saw what other people said, and, and obviously to me, um, in, in reading what she said, uh, she simply told people, "Look, it's my way to the house. Yeah. I'm the only one that understands the Bible, not you." No, really. You know, when I point out that the Democrats elected a false thought, and then she comes back and tells me, I do not understand the five, three and 23. Okay, verse 3, you shall have no other gods before me. Verse, verse 23 is that you shall not worship silver and gold. And and when you look at society, that's what we do. We worship false gods and we worship silver and gold. That's correct. So, yeah, I do understand the word of God, and I was saying something completely different. I was saying that the Democrats elevated a man to the status of a God. They created a false God. That's what I was saying to her if she didn't understand that. Mm-hmm. Calling them godless reprobates. <laughs> well, that was my whole point. They were God. They were godless in the sense that rather than acknowledging the Christian God, they created their own. Mm-hmm. That doesn't necessarily make them godless. It creates a false god. But she can't see and that. Have, no, no, because she's the only one that clearly understands the word of God. Well, you know I do. There's, there's no difference between her and the people that attack in, in the three separate attacks in Paris, because they read their written word of God, and they make an interpretation, and they say, well, 
you know, it says, you shall not defile the Prophet Muhammad. That anybody that defiles the Prophet of Muhammad, Prophet Muhammad must be put to death. Well, then they took that literally, and that's what they did. I don't know, mm-hmm. and I haven't I haven't studied the Quran, and I really have no desire to study the Quran. No. All I know is there are a whole lot of people in this world who are taking passages from the Quran, and it is causing them to attack non-Muslims worldwide. I mean, you know, in Nigeria, there were two thousand people slaughtered by Boko Haram, which is a Islamic group, that didn't get on the news. 2,000 people, and they burned an entire town of 10,000. Hmm. This past week, Lou, you don't hear about that. Of course not. No. There are Islamic terrorists in Indonesia, in the Philippines, in Nigeria, in Chad, uh, in Syria, in Lebanon, in Turkey, in Iraq, all over the world. But none, but not all of them have uh, acted upon their terroristic urges. We do have some people in the United States, individuals who have acted upon their terrorists. Their, their terrorist urges can have killed people here. And you really don't hardly hear about it because it's one person that gets killed, or two, or three, or five. Or in the case of Fort Hood, um, these people were victims of workplace violence and not terrorists. And the only reason that September 11,001 wasn't covered up is because it was way too massive to cover up. I mean, you can't just, you know, destroy buildings and make it look like, uh, you know, three minutes at, at the end of your 30-minute newscast. You can't sweep the, you can't sweep the thousands dead under, under the rug. Nope. But the other ones, you know, we have had terrorist killings in Oklahoma, Texas, uh, well, we didn't have anybody killed, but we had that idiot Detroit shoe bomber. We had the underwear bomber. You know, we have had all of these. These are all Islamic terrorist attacks. And, you see, they're continuing on with it even today, Lou, because when Barack Obama, Joe Biden, or John Kerry does not go to the Paris rally, it's in essence saying, it didn't happen. They have once again swept it under the rug because it didn't, well, it didn't happen here. So that's 50% of, of the administration's don't care policy. And then at least another 45 to 50% is the fact that it was Muslim terrorists. So we didn't want to talk about that. No, of course not. No. It's a incident. My God, you're talking about 
what, 14, 15 people killed? That's not an isolated incident, folks. It's crazy. You know we're only halfway through the show here. Hmm? You know we're only halfway through the show. Yes, I do. I'm I'm watching. I don't know. I don't sometimes know. I think, sometimes I think well, what I need to do is um, find me about three or four minutes of some some bumper music and, and take a couple minute break at the at the halfway point because this stuff is, is so intense to me sometimes. It is very intense and I hate the fact that we have to do it but it needs to be done, unfortunately. Yeah. There's there's too many people ostriches with their heads in the sand. What they don't see, what they don't pay attention to, didn't happen. Yeah, go ahead, Lou. I'm getting a bite to eat here. Okay. And that's wrong. They need to be aware of what's going on. Yeah, I very seldom get a chance to watch the news. Lately, I haven't even been able, you know, when I'm working, I don't get on the computer. Because if I do, then I don't get the rest that I need to go to work the next day. And, you know, we we know there's reasons behind all that. So there's a lot of things I miss, fortunate, in that I have you, and we talk about a lot of different things. So I get my news that way. And, yeah, I listen to the radio on the way to and from work. And you know, we have discussions at work also because the people I work with are not dumb people. So there's always interjections about something going on in the news. You know, they all have phones, et cetera. So somebody will pick up on something and say, hey, such and such just happened, or did you hear about this or that? And we talk about that. So I may not be watching TV or reading the paper or whatever, but I'm not dumb and I do get what's going on in the world. But there are so many people that completely and totally refuse to see or hear anything that goes on unless it is a happy, happy, happy thing. Life is not a happy, happy, happy thing. I'm sorry. Things happen. But for things of this magnitude to be ignored, that's totally wrong. These people need help in more ways than one. The terrorists need to be caught and punished. We haven't caught all the ones that got us three years ago. I don't know if we ever will catch all of them. But it doesn't mean we quit trying because we haven't. And we know the French aren't going to quit trying. But it boggles my mind that people can be this cruel. It really does. Well, you know, though, you were talking about catching the people that attacked us. We have caught some of them. And some of them, but not all of them. 
And the problem is that the Obama administration is now letting them out of prison and sending them back to fight against us. Yes, I know. I think I've said a few harsh words about that myself. Yep. About the stupidity involved. I can't yeah. wait for this term to be over with. I seriously cannot wait. I have never well, ever yeah. in my 60-some years of listening and following politics have ever felt this way. Thing to have to feel. This is my country. This is our country. We should not have to put up with all of the stuff that has happened the last few years. That's not the way this country was founded, and that's not the way it was built. In the last six years, though. So. Yeah, I said several years. Yeah. Okay. Um, tell you what. I think um, I think I'm going to change the subject here for for the rest of the show. Um, obviously, I stand in solidarity with the people of France. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I live just a couple of miles from the French border in Germany in the 60s. And when we got there uh, in 65, 66, France was still a part of NATO. So we had French troops there. And and my dad had, you know, my dad had French and German and American troops. And... uh, God, we used to go partying with soldiers just as much as we did with the German and American soldiers, you know. Um, really nice guys. Decent people. There's a lot that's said negative about the French Army and uh, and all that. But individually, really nice guys. Um, I enjoyed the uh, camaraderie between the French and Americans. Like I said, we lived a couple of miles from the French border, so we used to go down into France all the time, too, you know, and and go to the little the little villages up in up in the very northeast corner of France, up by Sargonine and Beach, up in that way there, and and these are just little farming communities. It's almost like going to Lancaster County, Pennsylvania. Up in that way there. Really, you know, really nice people. We would go to uh, to a little, uh, like a bakery, and, and get a couple of uh, loaves of French bread. You know, French bread in, in France is only called bread, folks. That's a joke, Lou. Oh, okay. I didn't understand all of it. I'm sorry. Yeah. That's that's like American cheese in America. It's basically just called cheese. Not very many people mm-hmm. really call it Amer- American cheese, but we know what it is. Yeah. Okay. Sorry about that. But yeah, that process. phone yeah. that phone periodically is very garbled, as you know. It is very garbled, not clear. Okay. 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 Anyway, um, yeah, we used to hang out in France. So I don't have anything against the French people per se. I might have some things against the French government because uh, 
a lot of, of what's happening now is because of failed liberal French government policy. They have uh, they have allowed the terrorists to take over their country in a lot of ways. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, for the le- for the rest of it, you know, let, let's just um, you know, let's just hope that we can stop these terrorist attacks worldwide. Folks. We we need to stop radical Islam all over the place. Okay, Lou, there is a phone call on here. Let me, uh... Uh, hi, caller from area type 330. Hello, you're on. No, we do have a caller. And I'm waiting. Area code three three zero. You're on. Maybe just listening to the show. That could be. Okay. Mm-hmm. That we, could we be. We do have people. Yeah, we do have people with mobile apps that um, that will will make you know will call into the show and listen to the show. Okay, so. Um, if they want to uh, want to talk, then I think you press one and it'll show up on my screen. Yes. Anyway, um, yeah, a couple of other items, news items from this week. Uh, you know, after that, there's not much else to say. But um, I was up in Lower Michigan this week, though, and yeah. traveled across I ninety four. Uh, basically from Indiana over to Detroit. Well, anyway, um, I shut down Monday night around the 70-mile marker because it was blowing snow so bad I couldn't see. Mm-hmm. Well, then Friday morning, about 20 miles east of there, they had a 193-vehicle pileup. Mm-hmm. And and there are, if you go to YouTube and, and type in I-94 wreck or I-94 pileup, you will find some YouTube videos from this week from, uh, you know, where you can see the trucks and cars literally smashing into each other. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was it was bad up there. It was bad all week. I, I was, uh, you know, like I said, I went to Detroit, uh, went down to Toledo, went back to Grand Rapids, Michigan, and then, and then over to Chicago. And it was, it was, Blowing snow from Monday on to uh, Thursday night, Friday morning, and then I finally ran out of that uh, ran out of that snow. So it was bad this week. A lot of lake effect snow, folks. Uh, what else we got going on this week? Uh, I saw was it Anita Eckberg passed away. Really? Yeah, yeah, there was another, um, and I I can't think of the guy's name, uh, younger actor passed away, probably this one you would, I I recognize the guy, but I just didn't 
Mm-hmm. Let's see. Omega Eckberg. Um, Taylor Negrin or Negrin? You would recognize his uh, his picture. Yes. Fifty-seven years old. There was somebody else, uh, and I don't remember. Trying to think of what show he was on. Because I I saw a fast blurb on that. I had to go on this morning to uh, get something real quick before I left for work. Yeah. I didn't have time to read the whole thing, but I'm. it was a show that I used to watch, and I can't remember the, the name of it. Um, yeah, he played in a lot of shows. Mm-hmm. I, I but Anita Eckberg, I did not know she had passed uh, away. Yeah, this guy was in Seinfeld, uh, Fast okay. uh, Times yeah. at Ridgemont High. And he was on Friends. Yeah, and there was, there was um, nothing about cause of death. Apparently the family is keeping that quiet for some reason. Mm-hmm. Well, 57 years of age is young. Yeah. I don't remember who it was. The past one. Mm. Well, it's been a, a very busy, very wild week, too, so. Yeah, true. <laughs> oh, excuse me. Uh, yeah, see, uh, Nope, I don't see anything. I see a lot of people that, uh, were, uh, not exactly household names. Mm hmm. Oh, Rod Taylor. That's who. Rod Taylor. Rod Taylor. Holy cow. Rod, Rod Taylor, 84 years old. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah I've seen a whole people. lot of his yeah. movies. He was he was one of those people, when you hear that he died, you know, most people say, well, I didn't know he was alive. Rod no, I didn't died. know he was sick. <laughs> Rod Taylor started the birds, um, the, the original time machine, the movie. Mhm. Yeah, good actor. Good actor. Yeah, it was uh as you said in um Alfred Hitchcock's The Birds, Tippy Hedren. Yeah. He was in a number of military type movies. He was in Strategic Air Command. Rod Taylor was in there? I think so. I don't remember. I don't have I don't my computer here, though. So. Yeah. And he was in a lot of those uh, those type movies. Yeah. Because you know I watched those. Oh. Huh. Wow. 
Anita Eckberg too. She she was in a lot of stuff. She was in she was in some of the James Bond movies, and I mean she's been in a whole lot of different kinds of movies. Well, let's see now. Ron Taylor, I do know, was in The Wild Beast, uh, which was uh, about a uh, a takeover of uh, a bunch of mercenaries in a fictional African uh, nation that was supposed mm-hmm. to be uh, supposed to be Rhodesia, actually. Um, yeah. did have a uh, TV series called Hong Kong in the early 19, uh, 1960s. And I saw that. He was a foreign correspondent in Hong Kong. Um, did a lot of... Uh, a lot of Western style. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm looking to see... Uh, I think it was Strategic Air Command. Oh, no, I don't see it. No, it was one of um, it was one of the Air Force movies. Wow. And he was with Jane Fonda in oh gosh, I can't remember the name of it now. Only on Saturday or something like that, or only on Sunday. No, I'm looking through his uh, filmography here. Oh, Sunday in New York. Mm-hmm. Sunday, Sunday in New York. York. Yeah. Oh, yep. I see that. No, I really don't see anything um, gathering of eagles. That was uh, wasn't that an Air Force? You were, yeah, gathering what? of eagles. The gathering uh-huh. of eagles. That's what you were thinking yep. of. Um, 1963 film about the U.S. Air Force during the Cold War and the pressures of command. Yes. The plot is patterned after the World War II film, uh, Fall of Archive. Mm-hmm. Okay. Rock Hudson is in there. Rod Taylor. All right. Um, well, what else do we have except the weather? The weather is nasty at the mid in the Mid East, Middle East, or Mid East, Midwest, whatever you want to call this here. There you go. <laughs> yeah, you've had some really, really cold, nasty weather this last week. We've yeah, had the cold. Um, right now it's about 50 degrees warmer. At 36, it's about 50 degrees warmer than what it was last week. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I had some bad weather, and. Uh, as long as this stuff stays rain, it's going to be all right. But this stuff is supposed to all turn over to ice pretty soon. Yeah, that I'm not happy to hear about. Well, I have 600 miles to go, and I'm not supposed to be here until Tuesday morning. Okay. So, theoretically, I could leave out tomorrow afternoon and make it to time. Yeah. But on the other hand, I'd like to at least get couple hundred more miles tonight. Yeah. Oh. Anyway, um, well, if you're going to have that kind, if you're going to have that kind of weather, you're better off being closer to your destination, I think. Yeah, that's true. But this stuff is all moving in that direction. 
No, that's what I mean. That's the problem. It's moving east with me. As uh-huh. long as it stays rain all the way across Ohio and Pennsylvania, that's fine with me. But as soon as it starts icing up, then it's time to stop. Exactly. Yeah. Anyway, um, we really don't have that much more um, for the show this week. Like I said, the main thing was the uh, the terrorist killings in France. Uh, you know, what's going to occur out of that. Apparently, one of the uh, terrorists has said that other terrorist cells in France are being awoken or awakened and and that there will be more terrorist attacks in France. Uh, of course, you know, it goes without saying that, that France is on their highest terrorist alert. They have uh, military and police everywhere in France now. Mm-hmm. That, doesn't, that doesn't stop a dedicated terrorist. It just simply puts puts that security presence out. Yeah. So it may be uh it it may be a dicey couple of weeks now for, for the French people. Mhm. Rule out terrorist attacks on other parts of the world, including the United States. I know. So we so we do have to be vigilant folks. You know, being aware it does not necessarily mean being paranoid. Just be aware of your surroundings and what's going on. And and like they say, if you see something, say something. You know, if you see something suspicious, 99% of the time it turns out to be nothing. Okay, don't take that 1% chance that it is something. Mm-hmm. If you see something suspicious, then call your local police and they'll take it from there. Don't, don't overreact. But be aware. Be cautious. You know, Lee, that's the way I grew up in Europe in the fifties and sixties. We were we were aware of our surroundings, we were aware of the fact that terrorism existed back then. And I never wished you know, every time we came back to the States, Lou, I knew I was safe. Mhm. But that's not anymore, folks. Terrorism terrorism can happen anywhere at any time. Now, even these Ferguson protesters that are blocking interstates, that's a form of domestic terrorism. I, that's not activists holding a rally and not blocking an interstate. The other day, um, what was it, yesterday, they blocked a commuter train going to a ball game. Now, come on, Lou. What, you know, what message does that send when you're down to blocking commuter trains going to ball games? Yeah. You see, to me, that's a form of domestic terrorism. Movie about World War II, The Longest Day, about the D-Day invasion. And the French resistance fighters in France prior to D-Day would blow up train tracks and um, 
you know, wire communication line. They would disrupt the train. It was it was a it was a uh, an act of resistance, and it was strategic, you know, in blocking um, the Germans from getting their uh, their reinforcements to. Uh, but in a way, it was also a form of domestic terrorism. To the German mind, it was domestic terrorism. It was sabotage. In war, it's sabotage. In in a non-war situation, it's domestic terrorism. You know, if you stop the trains because of a cause, you are committing an, an act of domestic terrorism, plain and simple. But that's what these people did the other day, yesterday, Lou. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They have no regard for anyone or anything. Well, the the reasons for their protests are gone a long time ago. The real reason. You know, we had the Ferguson, Missouri shooting. We had the uh, Staten Island, New York killing of Eric Garner. The grand juries ruled on them. And basically, unless something else comes along, the cases were closed a long time ago. Mm-hmm. No message whatsoever. And I come back to the to the phrase, you know, desperate people take desperate measures. They are trying to stay in the news, but yet they are now irrelevant. So, in their desperation, publicity that they desire, it'll only escalate. And at some point, it crosses the line from a nuisance to an attack. Blocking the train for a half hour is a nuisance. Blowing up the train track is an attack. At what point do they stop? Or do they continue on with even more violent acts and cross the line from activists to terrorists? This is how how we started the show, folks. Christina Arlenpour of CNN called the French terrorists activists. Now, I'm saying we have activists that can cross the line, and it's just like that one woman I was talking about who, who presumed that she was the only person that could interpret the word of God through the Bible. At some point, these people are going to believe that their cause is so righteous that they can do literally anything. That's when they become terrorists. I'll tell you what, Lou. They're going to have a hell of a time blocking an interstate that I'm on. Because I'll put this son of a bitch in first gear and I'll just keep going. Yeah, I know you will. The only the only thing that stops me is a, is a bona fide police officer or a car sideways in the road be a wreck or whatever. But if I have people standing in front of me, I will bumper them aside. Mm-hmm. And I have no qualms about doing that. I know. You know what, I don't, what I don't understand about all of that, Lou, is that I've been in a couple of trucks. And every time the strikers 
blocked a, a road. They were re- arrested for interfering with interstate commerce. Mm-hmm. It's a federal crime to block an interstate. Why didn't the feds arrest these people and, and put a stop to it the first time they did it? Well, it's obvious. The administration approves of, of what these radicals are doing. Now, I was going to say that goes right up there with all the other questions, the why questions that we've had for the last several years. Yes. Just add it to the list. All right. Well, anyway, we're coming up about five. We've got about a minute left. Yeah. So um, let's right. go ahead we're and close time. out, folks. Yeah, let's go ahead and close out, folks, and we will see you here next Sunday. Um, Lou, final thought, 30 seconds. Just please be careful out there. Watch what you're doing. Watch where you're going. Slow down. Take your time. Get there in one piece, please. And watch your surroundings. Yeah, and, and it's the, um, the wrecks up on I-94 in Michigan and US-23 in Michigan that, that involved over 200 vehicles. Folks, remember one thing is to keep a safe following distance. If you lose sight of the vehicle in front of you due to blowing snow, then you need to slow down and put your four-ways on immediately because in seconds you will be in that whiteout. Or pull off to the side of the road as far as you can get so that somebody doesn't rear into you. But the main thing is following distance, four-ways, and slow down. Go ahead and hit the closing theme. Maybe we can give a little bit of cheer in an otherwise bleak world today. So, Lou, thank you for uh, participating. Folks, thank you for listening. We will see you here next Sunday, 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for the Interactive Internet with myself, Keith Curry. See you next Sunday, folks. Bye-bye. Don't know where